B-grade punk rock street trash wastelands. Hello Brisbane, hello Melbourne, hello world. This is Wasteland, your B-grade punk rock street trash radio show. And we are your cane punk prize, your caffeine creeps, your B-grade ghouls. I'm Adam Obscene, and with me tonight, as always, is my long-time partner in slime, Marco Mark. Adam Obscene. Great to be back tonight, mate, and great to do this podcast with you. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hope you're all well. Well, in isolation, the world is in lockdown, and we are still trudging through our VHS collection, trying to remind ourselves what the hell we were thinking 27 years ago in watching some of this rubbish. Um, (laughs) And I say rubbish with the fondest, fondest, fondest ability in my heart, Mark. Um, Yes. Tonight, we are going to do... uh, Look, listeners, I hope you like how we're going at the moment. We've really streamlined down. We're uh, trying to keep them around, you know, 15, 16, 17 minutes, the last couple of ones. We've had some good feedback from some of you out there, um, so don't be shy. Uh, but we're going to try – I'm going to try something. I'm going to spring this on you today, mate. Uh, double header. Oh, yeah. Double header of two nasty trauma films from the 80s and um, – we're going to see if we can still keep it within our our time frames. It's a, there's an 86 and an 87, and we're going to kick off with 86. But before any, we go any further, check this out, dude. Welcome to Tromaville High, an average American high school with one exception. It's located only one mile away from a nuclear power plant. They said it was 100% safe. But they were wrong. There's no danger, Governor. We have the situation well in hand. Welcome to the class of Newcomb High. <laughs> the class of Newcomb High. Oh my god, that was great! So that was original uh, trailer from the VHS. Funnily enough, I got that trailer off um, the VHS of um, I think it was Surf Nazis Must Die. Um, and yeah, so it was so it's it's great when you can rip the trailer off another oh, another VHS that you might actually talk about later on. But it's Class of Newcomb High, nineteen eighty six, uh, directed this time not by. Primarily by Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman, although he did have his finger in the pie. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually directed by Richard W. Haynes. Uh, didn't really hasn't really done much of note except uh, the film in two thousand nine, What Really Frightens You, and then Alien Space Adventure in nineteen eighty nine, which was uh, a total load of crap. <laughs> uh, it's got um, lots of nobodies in it, which is cool in the sense that they're nobodies to everybody except for people who love trauma films because they show up all the time. So there's Janelle Brady. Um, mm-hmm. There, she was actually. In Team Wolf 2, so maybe people, you know, Jason Bateman's, uh, if you want to see Ozark with as a werewolf, um, you, know, you can basically go Team Wolf 2. There's uh, Gil Brenton, who um, plays Warren. He was actually later in Citizen Toxie, Toxic Avenger 4, and Robert Pitchard, who plays Spike, um, and he was also, he actually played Slug in Toxic Avenger, who was the bully. So that's, you know, really how you get your feel on that. So, um, 
Mark, did you give this one a crack? Look, I gave it a crack, Adam, and I didn't get far into it, to be honest with you. I ended up having to skip, and I've realized that that's what I love about this. Like, I am so invested in your VHS collection and so invested in like VHS culture and cassette culture in general. I think it is awesome and amazing. And I just love looking at people's collections and, you know, being growing up in an era where VHS was huge uh, and really the only format to, to take movies home in. Um, but then when now it comes to watching the movies now, like part of what I find is hilarious is that I find them really hard to get through. And I, I, I love that. I think it's hilarious as well. And I, I've, we were, you and I have watched these movies like you said, a couple of decades ago and just like fell around on your lounge room carpet laughing. Now these days, like a little bit harder to watch, but I find that fucking hilarious. Um, and look, I, I get it too. Like funnily enough though, I was, I'm, I was with you with like Tromeo and Juliet and some of the other ones that we've watched, but I got to tell you, I'm actually probably the other side. Watching mm-hmm. Class of Newcomb High again, I thoroughly enjoyed it, dude. Like, I think... <laughs> I love that. I think maybe what it was is that we'd, I'd sort of maybe gotten, you know, the, the, all the films in leading up to this is sort of been in training to lower mm-hmm. expectations back to, like, a 22-year-old me. Um, and, <laughs> and so yep. I went with this with an open and uh, open eyes and open heart and went, this is going to be crap, and came out the other side and said, hey, wasn't so crap. Was still crap, <laughs> but wasn't so crap. What I loved about this film is that you know, there's some, like, i got to say, this one is one of my favourite trauma films as well. So, like, I probably mm-hmm. have a, layout, a lot of allowance. Like, I've got a massive, massive poster of um, Class of Newcomb High original cinema release in my studio in a frame. It's one that's the one that makes it to the frame. Um, and, you know, just the thing, reading, writing, and radiation as the kick kickoff mm-hmm. slogan in it is just great. And I think, you know, for listeners out there that have no idea what the hell we're, talk- hell we're talking about, it's kind of like this school, Tromaville, which we spoke about Tromaville is the town that Troma's created. The Toxic Avenger was from there. Well, this is like two years after the Toxic Avenger. They're keeping the narrative going about um, Tromaville. This now story is about the high school in that town, which just happens to be right next to a radiation, uh, you know, a nuclear power plant. Now, this is perfect because it actually starts to build in the trauma universe is the fact that this town is, is crap. <laughs> it's like, oh. it's, it's, it's full and, you know, it's full of radiation. So there's the good kids there. Um, they're noticing that, you know, the girl guy and the girl, they're noticing weird stuff's happening around the high school. The pupils start acting strange and, it's because they're buying contaminated gunja from radioactive, the radioactive gunja from the plant workers that are growing it at the back of the, <laughs> the actual oh. uh, radiation plant. Uh, so, and then it just goes pear shaped. And but there's a couple of really fun things in it, um, Marco. And what I love about it is that there's clearly some shots in this film when actors changed in the light. Like, the character stays the same, but they changed actors mid 
mid movie. Oh, no. <laughs> the one I'm, the one I'm talking that. The one I'm talking about is Gonzo, the guy that looks like screaming Jay Hawkins, like the with the big hey. ring in his nose, and that that actor changes uh. about twice. I'm sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> But there's these goonie, there's these go- these kids in here who are the honor society, and they get all messed up, and they just wear the raddest eighties punk rock shit. It's so cool, dude. In it, like you know, where they're just like got face, you know, face um, tattoos and weird like Mohicans and stuff. Um, so, and it's cool because the honor society just becomes basically the the drug pushing mutants in the actual nice. the actual movie, and the kids you know come back at them and. You know, it's all backwards and forwards and, you know, pretty much finishes like most trauma films with lots of gore, blood, you know, uh, boobs. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all the good things. Um, yeah, so, look, it's not like it's, like I said, mate, it's one of those ones where you just basically are in for the ride because it's a trauma film and, you know, look, it doesn't really make any sense. It's, no. um, it's uh, but no one really cares. Like yeah, you know, because the movie has cool monsters. It's got some funny scenes, and it's got it's got like all the things a you know a prepubescent uh, boy and or girl that would would actually um, get into. It's also yep. got you know it says a lot for my mental state at the moment. Um, <laughs> and you know, like so, the characters are awesome. No, like I said the Gonzo character like he's just the, the his humongous nose ring in carrying around a giant like marrow bone. <laughs> it's like it's oh, so man, offensive. Bro. Um, but yeah, look, it's, I, I, the reason I like this is it feels, like I said, it fits in, it, it fills out Troma's universe, the Troma verse, like, yep. and I think that you can sort of see that this school fits in the same, the same universe as the Toxic Avenger. Like it's actually, mm-hmm. it's actually a great kind of, uh, place to see, sink your, sink your things into it. So um, nice, yeah, and just and good. just remind me, Adam was um, Toxic Avenger, and does Troma the Troma universe kind of set itself in uh, the mighty uh, city of New New Jersey? Yeah, so it's like this yeah. weird suburb, you know, town, village, borough in New Jersey. So right, and okay. there's and like like the, the the typical thing of that is you know the Toxic Avenger getting angry and and shaking his fist at capitalism while looking over from New Jersey across to Manhattan Island. Um, yep. You know, so <laughs> the, so that's kind of like this great mythi- mythological world of radiation. Um, yeah. So that's. Pretty much, I'm going to give you just a couple of sound bites that I took out of the movie, Mark, because these sure. these ones I think are hilarious. Love them. There's no danger, Governor. We have the situation well in hand. Ah! We're the youth of today. I got chicken food again. Uh, what do you got? Eggs and spam. Hey, Gonzo, what took you so long? You know, I'm getting tired of waiting around for you all the time. Ever since you got kicked out of the honor society, what you do is sit around all day picking your rings and watching MTV. Picking your rings and watching MTV. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Mark, love what that. do you reckon? Mm. What do you reckon, really? Really? You love it? 
You really do I, I, deep down inside. I do, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I do love it. Um, I, I, I do have, yeah, a great deal of respect and love for Lloyd Kaufman and trauma movies in general. They're such a freak show. They're, they're a freak show of like wooden acting and substandard scripts. And I love that. And like you pointed out last time, it's so self-aware. Like they, they know their place. They're not trying to bust Hollywood right open. They're not trying to do anything, uh, <laughs> you know, super highbrow. And, and I love that about them. You know, in 2020, I, I struggled to sit through the movies, but I laugh at that as well. Like I, I laugh at the fact that I can't sit through them. I'm, I'm sure Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman would approve of this as well. I don't think Lloyd Kaufman probably could sit through them. <laughs> and he directed them. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, look, that's... Uh, that's the end of uh, part one of this episode and um, I'm going to do something really freaky we haven't done this since like uh, we've been topic at a time but we're going to do a double feature so uh, check this one out Sometime in the near future, a major earthquake will lay waste to the entire California coastline. From out of the rubble will rise a menace far more terrifying than the death and destruction. Surf Nazis. Who rules the beaches? Who rules the surfers? The beautiful beaches, once the crown jewels of California, are now ruled by ruthless gangs. Only one person is powerful enough, daring enough, brave enough to stop them. Only one person can ensure that surf Nazis must die. She's tough. I want to buy a gun. She's dangerous. She's all woman. She's Leroy's mama. And as long as she's alive, the surf Nazis must die. First, there was the road warrior. Then there was the Terminator. Now comes an action film of relentless excitement. Taste some of mama's home cooking. Hey, See the film that is creating a tidal wave of action all over the world. See, surf Nazis must die. So that basically gives you everything. Now, listeners, you don't actually have to watch the movie because that was pretty much all the best bits. But uh, <laughs> Surf Nazis Absolutely. Must Die, 1987, the second of our double feature tonight. And also my second or if not equal favourite trauma film. I also have a massive poster of this side by side for the class of Newcomb High poster in the studio. Um, and as you could get, get, catch, capture from capture from that clip, <laughs> it's uh, when the son of a gun-wielding woman is um, murdered by neo-Nazi surf punks in a post-apocalyptic future. His mama hunts them down for some bloodthirsty revenge. The bitch have become battlefields. The waves are a war zone. Now that sounds really, really cool. The reality is this sounds is a like, very big dialogue-driven movie. <laughs> oh yeah. It sounds like Elwood or Brighton over the Easter weekend. <laughs> it's just like it's isolation. Don't go to the beaches. Um <laughs> the surf Nazis will get you. Look, there's again, this is this is a funny one because this actually isn't a – we talked about in the early episodes that there's trauma produced and then trauma distributed. This is actually a trauma distributed film. So they didn't produce this. They um, – a company called the Institute uh, produced it, um, directed it, 
and right. and then uh, Troma come in to distribute it. It was originally called Surf Nazis. Um, Troma added the must die bit and yeah. really um, promised a lot. The cover promises heaps. Um, the pro- we'll, put, we'll put that up on the um, socials, but the cover looks amazing. You've got a surf big long board with a chainsaw coming through the bottom of it, and like that shit doesn't Ooh. happen in the movie. So <laughs> no, like, in classic exploitation style, like the cover, yeah. the artwork, and the um, trailers far far superior to the act- actual movie. It's clearly pro- it's possibly one of the best trauma titles ever. I think that that's probably, you know, it, it was its strength. And I really like it because it has a post-apocalyptic feel to it. It's, um, and I think that, it, you know, and with that, it has a really great synth soundtrack by John Callum. Um, it's got some great hilarious characters in there. And I think probably just for the simple simple line of um, Big Mama's taste some of Mama's home cooking, Adolf, while he blows his head off at the end, it's 10 out of 10, mate. It's like... <laughs> it's like it is. It's awesome. Um, look, it was criticised widely by reviewers. They said it was boring. And, <laughs> it was boring and hard to follow, and its acting and dialogue and ca- <laughs> camera work was widely panned. Um, Which Janet, is why you must watch it. Janet Maslin wrote, "I'd not not even the actors' relatives would find this interesting." And Roger Egbert <laughs> stated that he walked out on the film after thirty minutes. So, Mark, you're in good company. <laughs> so it's not just me. I feel a bit better about that now. Um, again, I watched this again and look, oh. I, I, the nostalgia hit for me, I think is what I enjoyed the most out of this film. There's mm-hmm. some questionable lines. There's some stuff that doesn't hold up politically correct or not that we're politically correct at all, but there is some moments in it when you just go, yeah, yeah not cool. Um, but it is a thing of its time. The eighties was a fucking weird time, mate. It's like Reagan. So, era, so, um, but yeah, it's going, you can get this one, um, this one is actually, I think this one's online. I think I've got a, okay. yeah, I've got a full movie. Yeah, I've got a full movie um, clip of this one. So we'll put this up in the liner notes. Um, the, the, the highlights for me is when um, Leroy's mother goes into the, the, op, the pawnbrokers and the dialogue around the getting a gun. He tries to sell her a lady's gun and he wants, oh. she wants a giant gun and some grenades. And then she breaks out of the retirement home to um, sort of extract her vengeance on the surf Nazis is just gold. And then the Love other it. thing that's great about it is the relationship between the kid, uh, Smeg, and his mum. Like, he's like, the Nazis are cool. And the mum's just like this bewildering housewife This is going, what are you trying to do? And just like some of the dialogue in that is just the weirdest party of five shit that you've heard since <laughs> since <laughs> 90s fucking rom-coms. So, um, oh, dear. But, yeah, again – I'd be I'm thinking you're probably feeling the same about this one, isn't it? You, you love the fact that you could skip through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. The great thing is that it's not on VHS anymore, so you, you don't have to have that full, you know, analog fast forward. You can just kind of scrub through it. But, um, but it, it, again, yeah, pretty much the same as the last one. Like, yeah, it's such a great movie. And... Um, but but just again hard to hard to sit through absolutely but but that's the charm of it as well I'm, I I would never pan this movie or so hard that I just said it was don't horrible do it. yeah not don't I, do I, I it. love yeah. it I think it's great but whoo she's a tough one to sit through yeah I, and look I think that there's some so, the thing for me that keeps it um I guess 
kind of keeps there's a couple of actors in this that are, are, are notable. So there's Gail Neely who plays Eleanor, Big Mama. She was in Naked Gun, Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear, <laughs> and Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, Barry Brenner was um, who played Adolf. He's in Maniac Cop, which is one of and Maniac Cop Two. He was the coroner and the medical examiner. Two of my favourite Larry Cohen films. Um, yep. And Dawn Waldsmith, who plays uh, who plays Eva, um, was in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers and Beverly Hills Vamp. <laughs> and um, another Larry Cohen um, film. Uh, it's a li- it's alive three, the Island of the Alive. So um, yeah, there's some there's some interesting there's some interesting like uh, actors in it, which is fun. But yeah. I think um, that's pretty much all I've got to say about it. We've we've busted our time promise. We've cracked over we twenty have. minutes, but that's okay. Um, we've, but uh, we've been. But this is value for money. This is two movies in one podcast. It's like actually a ten minute podcast. <laughs> really, movie. it is. So uh, this is the bit, uh, listeners and listeners, where I tell you that episodes new and old can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Mixcloud, and on the Apple Podcast app. You just punch in Wasteland just a Radio Show and look for us. You'll see us. There'll be a sort of radioactive-y looking, barrel-y, wastelands-y sort of uh, logo image there. You can also check us out on the socials at Wastelands Radio Show, YouTube at Wastelands Radio Show. You can email us at wastelandsradioshow at gmail. And of course, you can get all the loaner notes and the links and all what not at wastelands.com.au. Marco. Yes, sir. We've done it. Whoa, incredible. So we've uh, so that's four trauma films in a row in three episodes. I think that's not too bad. I think that's great. Uh, we'll um we'll have to bang our heads together and see what we're doing next. Uh, but you know, obviously, listeners, we're open to suggestions. Uh, so just hit us up on the uh, DMs and all that, whatnot, whatever, whatever the kids do these days. But right now, sir, if you give me the permission, yes, is there anything to end this little puppy? Put it out of misery. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Is there anything you know, else you would like to add? Yes, there is. There always is. Um, listeners, we really appreciate you tuning in. We love you all very much. Uh, and it's good night from me. And it's good night from the mighty him. Be great, punk rock, street trash, wastelands.